Good day, fellow consciousness explorers. Welcome to the Universal Citizen Media VIP broadcast, where we discuss everything in the healing, spiritual, and wellness spectrum. My name is Dr. David Ellis, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Amir Jahangiri, and we will be discussing the science of applied spirituality. Whether you're new on the path or an adept, there is something here for everyone. So sit back, relax, and join us as we explore the real questions which you, the students of self-development, want answered. Hello everyone, this is David Dinellis and I'm here with Dr. Major Hangiri and what we are going to be doing today is another tips and tricks show that is part two. And we're doing the tips and tricks show because we read your emails to us and we read your comments and we asked you guys what you wanted in that email. And so the majority of the email says that you all want information on how to get certain things done and how to do certain things. And if we could kindly give you all some more tips and tricks and we're here to do that because that the majority tell us what we need to do. And so today we're going to be giving you tips on tricks from everything from meditation to magical practice to rituals to ceremony to just about everything else in between. Okay, first of all, Amir, you jump in here. Um, ladies and gentlemen, my warmest greetings to you. Uh, welcome. Uh, We're very grateful for your valuable time. You honor us by being here with us. Thank you so much. And we take your comments and your wise gracious suggestions um, very seriously. We take it to heart. It is our um, saving grace and our guiding light. So you want more practical, useful information. And it is our absolute honor and pleasure to do so, tried and tested, not just by us, but by countless generations. Hopefully we can give you useful, practical, beneficial stuff that will help you on your journey to mastery and self-improvement. So I really look forward to this. Okay, so we're nothing if not useful. Let us start with meditation. So now, a lot of people come to me and they tell me, well, David, I have tried to meditate and I can't get it done. I can't sit still, the thoughts come. I can't meditate because I've tried so hard. And I'm like, well, that would be exactly why you haven't been succeeding. Meditation is not something that you try at. That's your first problem. I want to break this down for you guys so that you understand. Your conscious mind, the part that says to me, David, I tried to meditate, that doesn't want to shut up. It never wants to shut up. It's also the dumbest part of you. It accounts for, what, 5 to 10% of the brain capacity. So it's not very strong, but it thinks that it is the only thing that exists, which is the way a lot of people think. Okay, so what you need to do when you are meditating, first of all, is first of all, not fight that thing. You shouldn't fight the thoughts. You shouldn't fight that thing either. You shouldn't try to meditate. Can you imagine somebody sitting down and be like, I'm meditating, I'm meditating. No, uh-uh, no. What you actually need to do is understand that the thoughts are a natural part of you. They're going to come and cooperate with them it's like it's like a surfer doesn't fight with the sea he surfs over the sea gracefully 
and there are going to be times that you fall off the surfboard and you're going to climb right back onto that surfboard and you're going to keep surfing in the time that you're meditating so you think all those buddhist monks and um tm people they got to that level of calm and peace and nothing is going on inside it there's a lot going on inside it that you don't know about so guys first thing is first when you're meditating stop fighting amir over to you that's that's beautifully put i completely agree the majority of people that ask questions about meditation this is their first problem i can't do it thoughts keep coming into my mind yeah that's exactly the the, the 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 point that everybody starts at so again the idea is not to battle these thoughts but to reconcile these thoughts mm -hmm. there's at any point in time a lot going on in the brain so expecting to shut them off immediately it doesn't work that way there are processes and procedures that are continuously going on keeping this physical body alive they're going to happen no matter what so that is the thing you have to give voice to these thoughts examine them carefully logically compassionately lovingly put them at ease so you know that the idea that is bugging you is resolved one by one one by one you identify these things that are just coming to the surface you hear them you honor them you accept them and you integrate them. This takes practice, of course it does, and I can admit it's not an easy thing, but the whole idea is to gain control over your thoughts and your emotions. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, with persistence, so you're doing work on yourself, you can't just switch into meditative zone and be perfect at it. With this dedication, you reach a point where there is nothing unresolved there is nothing jumping up bouncing up bugging you when you're trying to be at peace and this is an interesting thing when uh, when people who have mastered meditation are connected to an electroencephalogram which is EEG they put electrodes on the surface of the scalp it reads flat it reads comatose you see that surface of the brain the neocortex which controls voluntary action is at peace there are no squidges on the paper or on the screen as modern day technology is. So there are lots of funny stories. People in deep meditation, the scientist or the technician keeps pinching them, poking them, yeah, hitting them on sensitive points to see if something happens. The person is feeling it. They're just in control of what's going on in the conscious mind. When the person says, I am at peace, so it is, they're at peace. And then the pain gets high. They say, hey, what the hell? Stop hurting me, guys. They say, we just wanted to see if you're still alive or not. So the EEG cannot penetrate deeper layers of the brain, just the surface. When that is flat, everybody thinks you're dead. You're not dead, you're in control. Correct. Now that level of control is a beautiful thing because a lot of the time, let me just call that conscious mind the monkey brain, which wants to jump from branch to branch and branch to branch. When that monkey is at peace, that's where the higher aspects of the self, which are very subtle, have the chance to whisper wisdom and grace into your ears. Mm -hmm. Show you images of beauty so you can see. But you need to have, imagine a surface of a pond or a big uh, container of water. If there are ripples in the water, the image is distorted. Once that calm is there, it becomes the perfect mirror. So this is the process of meditation. It is very much a skill. 
like learning to dance a certain way, like learning to fight a certain way, like learning to write a certain way. Nothing that is worth anything comes easy. So this is the thing you have to keep in mind. You have to work at gaining mastery over yourself. Yep. You know, I find the, the second thing that people ask me when it comes to meditation is, and this Tips and Tricks show will have to go into a third and a fourth yeah. um, <laughs> episode. I could see this already starting. So the second thing that people ask me about meditation is, um, David, I meditate, um, but it's kind of like the surface. How can I deepen my meditation? How can I get to that place? And I'm like, which place is that? And they're like, you know, that place, what place? What, what place are you talking about? All right. So here's the thing, because I'm not inside there with you, right? So what place are you talking about? So here's the thing with deepening your meditation. There are many, many ways to deepen your meditation. Some of you all don't approach meditation with reverence. Yes. That's the first way to deepen your meditation. What does that mean? Meditation is a listening, but it's also a communion. Okay. So if you're wondering why certain people have the incense and the altar and whatever else, it's because they're meditating with purpose. And that's reverence. So if you want, one of the ways you could deepen your meditation is by performing a sort of reverence or approaching it with reverence. Yes. The first thing that you probably should do is get yourself some incense like sandalwood incense with the intention, intention, of clearing your space right now people ask me why sandalwood because sandalwood has a particular quality about it of putting you down it does especially nag champa um the active active ingredient aromatherapy wise is actually um sandalwood a lot of people don't know that just to let you know that's what it is okay and so getting some answers will be the first thing. The second thing is, well, if you want to deepen your, your meditation, may I highly, highly suggest that the intent when you go into meditation be, can I get a telephone call to my higher self? It's like a prisoner in jail. I want my phone, one phone call. <laughs> go in there and ask for your one phone call to your lawyer, your higher self, whatever, right? And this is the intent being, right? So if you just go inside there and you say, okay, somebody's giving me a mantra and I'm there, I'm like, I'm going like, om, 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 what? Where, what is that? You are not doing it with reverence. Now, if you go in there and you've closed your eyes and I, I just want this communication, I want the understanding. It hears you, you know, your higher mind definitely hears you. If that is what you want, so it is. You wanted to communicate, here I am. That's how it works. And then your meditation is deepened by that fact. The third thing, piece of advice I want to give you guys is if you guys are going to meditate, stop trying to look like the picture. I want to get to that place. What place is that? Stop trying to look like the picture. They see pictures on television, the guy with the long beard. That's why I'm growing mine. The guy with the long beard on the top of a hill, a rock and so on. Stop trying to look like the picture. You are you. I am me. Anybody else is anybody else. You don't have to meditate in lotus position. Tie up your feet, sit in some uncomfortable position, and then all of a sudden you find 
that you have to itch, you have to release something for fell asleep, etc. If you're not in that physical conditioning, which is why Hatha Yoga was invented, to make the body pliable so that it could be comfortable in different positions. As an example, this is why Hatha Yoga was invented. Not that you have to pick up Hatha Yoga, please don't, because um, it depends. You don't have to do anything, actually. But what you have to do is be comfortable, sit in a straight back chair like the rest of us. Use your couch, sit down, close your eyes, and get in there. Like really, be at peace. So, Amir, I'm going to just throw that ball back to you. Absolutely. That, that reverence, that making sacred of the space, consecration, Mm -hmm. That really, really helps. So you create a procedure for yourself. Now, if you're at the beginning of the journey, really pay attention to the details. Mm -hmm. So, for example, wash the body, right? Take a bath or a shower intentionally of cleansing every aspect of your being. If you're meditating an area, tidy it up, clean it, make it beautiful, light incense, the scent helps. Beauty is beauty. Create an atmosphere that is conducive to you being relaxed and feeling safe, feeling at ease, feeling peaceful, feeling peaceful, joyful. Then the intention is so important. So now that you've prepared yourself with intention, as David correctly says, the intention is to make that connection to higher aspects of yourself. That is meditation accessing the infinite being that you are just because of the noise because of the chaos because of parasitic thoughts and limitations you just can't hear right away that's the intention i am at ease i am at peace i am calm i am grace i am love i call my highest self speak with me mm -hmm. and then just wait see what you feel see what comes mm -hmm. into your mind because initially you don't know the language. It's like being with another person on a deserted island. You don't share the same tongue, but you can still communicate. Slowly but surely, this process begins to become stronger, more fluid, more efficient, more instantaneous. But you need to allow that allowance, acceptance, receptive, uh, receptive, uh, receptivity. That is important. You have to surrender to the process. Mm -hmm. and that is why it is so important to be in a place where you know you're safe, where you know nobody is going to disturb you or judge you or bug you. And then you can increase the duration. Maybe people think, oh, how long do I have to do this? It is not a numbers thing. It is not a matter of quantity. The quality is important. Correct. Correct. So bit by bit, you increase the duration of that high quality process and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. You start enjoying the beauty of your infinite being. You know, one of the last things I want to say on this topic is that people have misconceptions about what the meditative process is like. So they ask me, so you meditate, right? Yep. What does it feel like? And this is coming from people who've been practicing witchcraft for a while. What does it feel like? There are different kinds of meditation. So on this broadcast right now, I'm going to give you a layered approach. Let me give you a layered approach. There's contact meditation and control meditation. In control meditation, the mind is directed. 
in contact meditation, it's a listening. It's a communion specifically. So I'm going to give you guys a layered approach. Go down to your nearest metaphysical bookstore, supply shop, whatever. Get yourselves a candle. I don't mean a magical candle. The little glass thing with the wick inside that smells like sandalwood, I guess. The, the scented candle, it doesn't matter. You are going to sit down comfortably. You're going to stare at that flame. Tratak. You're going to stare at that flame. It's called candle gazing. You're going to stare at it. You're going to stare at it. You're not only going to stare at the flame. You're going to stare at the space between the flame as well. It will also develop your psychic awareness when you do that. Staring at the space between the flame and the flame itself, you see everything. And people always ask me, I'm not psychic. I don't even know how to, to, to get there. Well, that would be your first lesson. Given right here on UCM broadcast. Free of charge, because some of you really just need the help. <laughs> stare at the flame. Stare at the space between the flame. It's not just the flame that's important in Tratak. It's the space between you and that flame. Stare at it until your vision understands that it has to see more than just what you see, what to focus on, okay? Let me tell you what happens in Tratak in that process. You start off looking at the flame. Oh, I'm looking at the flame. And then you realize that it's so much easier to let the image of the flame come to you as opposed to you looking at the flame. And that's what happens. And then when you are ready, close your eyes and be begin the recitation of Om. Simple Om, like that. Begin the recitation of Om. And you're going to forget to say it after a while. You're going to forget it. it. It floats away. And it doesn't matter because you don't have to be perfect. And when you remember it, you're going to bring it back in and you're going to go like, Om. And you know what else is going to happen? Because the part of you that is listening to this broadcast doesn't like to shut up. You know what it's going to do? It's going to make you itch. So you develop something called a phantom itch. And you're going to want to scratch, but you want to know what that's about. That's your mind trying to keep you alert and awake. So you have a, uh, this phantom itch that you need to scratch and so on. You need to like scratch your nose, do all those things. And if you can resist it, do so. And if you can't resist it, scratch and then go back in. And that, my friends, is a layered approach to meditation. And as a mayor correctly, 100% correctly said, it's not about the length of time. It's about the quality of time spent. It's kind of like it's kind of like you have kids and you say, well, I've spent a whole two hours with you. You could have spent 10 minutes doing what that kid likes. Not about the quantity. It's about the quality. And it's about the development that you get as a result of it. So for those of you who are having trouble, and that should have been in the next section of what we're doing, developing psychic awareness, Stratak, simple, easy peasy, yes. low cost means you don't have to come to a webinar or a seminar or a course where somebody's going to teach you a bunch of crap for <laughs> like thousands and thousands of dollars. You want to develop psychic awareness, go get yourself a candle. Amir, over to you. <laughs> so, so, ladies and gentlemen, David just gave you a master key because the process that he described is shared with many other types of expansion of vision like scrying where the medium is no longer flame it can be a mirror 
a slab of obsidian, a bowl of water that is still. So that 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 moment that you learn that the vision is not, you're not looking at it, the vision is coming to you, that opens gateways. It brings in higher aspects of your consciousness that sees beyond what the eyes are exposed to. Correct. So it, it opens a whole bonanza, a treasure chest of gifts, learning how to switch into that altered state of consciousness. Now you may hear this term frequently, altered state of consciousness. This is not mumbo-jumbo, ladies and gentlemen. No. It's a very well-known scientific phenomena that has been studied and peer-reviewed by the highest, highest-ranking journals and the best scientists on the planet that are trying to explore consciousness, its different aspects from using the scientific method. Mm -hmm. And these kinds of procedures are what they actually try to target. So the people in the, in, the, in the controlled experiments are asked to do these steps and then measurements are taken <clears throat> of brain activity using different devices. Very, very real. Um, it can be repeated. The experiment is independent of time, so repeatable, dependable, reliable, and consistent scientific method. And it's, an, it's a very ancient technique. The further back in time you go, you see different peoples and different continents throughout time. They each have this thing, uh, the, same, the same method, but executed in different ways. Mm -hmm. Maybe you gaze into the flames of the fire. It doesn't have to be a candle. Maybe you sit in a calm day and gaze in the lake. Or you gaze into the sun, you gaze into the mist, you see it's the same process. Mm -hmm. And it works. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And it doesn't just work on one person or special people or people born under a special star. You want to develop psychic awareness. You want to be, develop your awareness past the point of the spectrum that you are usually exposed to. Learn to gaze. Learn to gaze. Learn to let the information come to you as opposed to trying to look for the information. Because that's the funny thing about it. When you look for the information, you're going to miss a whole lot. Okay? So I suppose that would be the first meditation things. And since we're on the topic, let's go into developing psychic awareness because people are going to ask me, David, I'm not psychic. I have to like pay somebody to... Yeah, I'm going to piss off a whole bunch of psychics in this. I, I can see it now. I, I, I pause here. Okay, I'm going to piss off a whole bunch of psychics. Tratak would be the first thing in developing psychic awareness, number one. The second thing to do when you want to develop psychic awareness, you absolutely have to meditate. Huh? There are a few things that will get you there faster that, than meditation. The third thing that I would like to suggest if you want to develop psychic awareness is that you got to get out of your own way. Okay, so what does that mean? Imagine that you are talking to an individual and you're telling the individual, you're like you're a navigator, as an example, in a car. You're telling the individual, go down the street, turn left, turn right at the um, street lights, whatever else. And no matter what you tell that individual, he's going the other way. No, I think this is more this way. I'm sure it's shorter this way. Let me tell you something about that individual. That individual will eventually stop talking to you. Yeah. A lot of you are victim of this. You want to know why it is that you're not cyclically aware and your mind haven't, hasn't been expanded? 
because you won't listen to your gut, your intuition. Here's a tip, guys. If you listen to your intuition, it gets louder. Yes. If you don't listen to your intuition, it gets, yeah, it just shuts up. Yeah. You understand what I mean? So a lot of you don't listen to your intuition. Yes. And then it's shut off. And a lot of you guys are shut off. So yes. you need to actually listen to your intuition. So as an example, if your intuition says that a certain situation is a bad situation, accept it yes a lot of these masters that you see out here a lot of the psychics that you see see out here they're just people that listen to themselves a lot more than you do yes real talk uh, yeah <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gonna let you jump in because yes. i can tell you want to get in there the imagine so this would be let me try to put this in the best way possible when you're connecting to the higher aspects of yourself, it is it is a complete consciousness, much faster, much more capable of the monkey brain. Now, to that aspect of our consciousness, a tiny iota of which is incarnated in the vessel, in the body. Now, that is very fast. That is very intelligent. The monkey brain looks slow and stupid. Mm -hmm. That is the truth. Now imagine a gracious infinite being that is you is speaking with the monkey brain and the monkey brain just ignores it. You offend the higher consciousness. Mm -hmm. It is offended. So it says, what is the point of me giving you this information if you're not going to listen? I'm done with you, right? So you must trust and honor what is what is given to you by your own higher self you accept it although there is always doubt you honor that information that is coming to you and it's okay to have doubt you say to yourself i doubt it i'm at a state of being shaky i don't know what is what but i honor this information i'm going to act accordingly that is your validation when it comes to pass truthfully then you say boof Oh my goodness, this shit is real. And that is the beginning of your journey to strengthening it. But you have to extend trust. You have to behave honorably with dignity as if an elated master has, has told you something that will benefit you. You say, okay, I'm at a shaky point, but I, I accept with gratitude. I'm going to act upon this in trust, in faith. You have to extend the bridge, bridge the chasm. And this has to come from you the first time round. Once that two-way communication starts, then the rest is a lot easier. So you must kill that doubt that, am I just imagining this or is it real? See, that's the monkey brain fighting back out of ego. No, I know everything. I'm the one in control. No, there are higher aspects of the being. You have to establish harmony in non-hierarchical order. So each part, for example, the heart has a place, the lungs has a place, the brain has a place. And so does the higher self. Mm -hmm. These have to become harmonious. So there's a little bit of letting go, extending faith, not in anything external, not in any deity, not in anyone else, in yourself. Have faith that you are more than just the body. There is so much that you are that you are not aware of through regular daily activities. You're allowing yourself to be all you are. So that faith and trust, respect and reverence, and taking a leap of faith, this is very important, especially at the beginning. Can you imagine being a parent and your kid is like, mom, I can do it, I can do it. And the parent looks at you and says, uh, no, stop it, don't try it. 
And then, and then the kid is not aware of its limitations. The kid is not aware of, of, of a whole bunch of things, but the parent who has had the experience of years and years of experience can see what the problem is and the kid is not listening. That's pretty much what your conscious mind is like, that child, that impetuous child. That thinks they know everything. Right. Yeah. They don't listen to advice, think they're they're all knowing, and that's where problems occur. Yeah, ego is a hell of a thing too. So it, it, it is. And like when you're developing psychic awareness, I have other tips and tricks for you. So we gave you the exercise of Tratap. All right. So I'm gonna give you a peripheral exercise to do. Yes, I know you guys are going to be like David. <laughs> why are you giving these people like tips and tricks a lot of people want to know what psychics know and how they develop their psychic awareness you want to know what a peripheral exercise is find somebody that you know have them sit with their back towards you you are going to retrain your eyes to look at the outline of the individual you're going to look at the outline you're not going to look at the individual in front of you you're going to look at the outline look at the space in the outline I guarantee you, it does, you don't have to be any special person. You don't have to be born under an auspicious star. See how simple I'm making this stuff for you guys? I want you guys to understand that we're trying to um, assist a lot of you guys who are blocked. Yes. Have an individual sit backing you, preferably with black clothing on. Look at the outline of the individual in pure open sunlight and see what we are talking about. I am not going to tell you what to look at or what to see. You come back and tell us. Info at universalcitizentv.com or you can actually put it in the comments below. You come back and tell us. Because I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not that kind of teacher that says, Oh, you will see this and you will see that and you will see the third. I'm the kind of teacher that says it has to be scientific and it has to be replicable over yes. and over again. Yes. Then you do it, find somebody else and have them do it and then compare notes. Right? This is how you tell the difference between this fraudulent kind of teaching and not fraudulent kind of teaching. It has to be replicable all yes. over again. And yes. for the psychics out there who are wishing me ill right now, I just want you to know that I love you guys, but everybody has to develop. And so I'm going to be dropping those snippets of information in these broadcasts specifically for that reason. But we're talking about the developing the clairvoyance. We're talking about developing the listening. Okay. Well, let's talk about developing the ability to read the past, the present and the future. Okay. So you don't necessarily need to read the present. You actually, some of us do need to read the present. Let me just take that back. You don't necessarily need to read the present that much, but you need to understand the past. If you understand the past and the present, the future is not very difficult. We gave you a timeline exercise the last time we did this tips and tricks show. Timeline, this is what has happened in the past. It keeps happening. Okay. Yeah. In the, my present state, I have decisions to make. Look at the past, look at the decisions you've made, and you already know what the two roads are in the future. You know where they will lead. You absolutely do. And if you don't know, we circle back to default, meditate on it. 
as for the stuff that you came in with if you did your timeline properly and if you go back to our show tips and tricks number one the things that you came in with would be the outliers the things that don't make sense in your patterns of behavior and once you identify them you know that they came in from past life business if you believe in past lives and even if you don't believe in past lives they're outliers nonetheless and they need to be examined because you have to figure out where the hell they came from amir over to you so now we're looking at the topic of time so in the physical reality that we occupy consciously there is such a thing as time which is basically sequence one after the other after the other something is tilted gravity exerts force it moves down hits the ground and breaks right there's always this sequence in physical reality mm -hmm. it's like the law of gravity the movement of light through free space electromagnetism these are the constructs that build the physical universe but they apply just to the physical universe there are other realms of existence that are not physical and us being infinite beings we have our foot in the ocean so to speak mm -hmm. so we have access to more than just physical reality what that means is time is only a limitation within the physical world once you commune with the higher aspects of self you, you, you slowly but surely gain the ability to look at all time at once. Mm -hmm. So then you can see events past, events future. They become more powerful with more detail, more vivid. Emotional content comes in. Mm -hmm. Knowingness comes in. So looking back in time, you can, you can gain memories of your own past incarnations and future incarnations events that are going to happen ahead of sequence within the physical reality so these are very real things now i say this coming from a scientific background i've spent all my my life i'm i'm an engineer right computer scientist mathematician yet i can tell you that these are not yet within the realm of our science but just because we can't describe it with a mathematical equation or even quantify it for that matter doesn't mean it's not real that these realms do not exist mm -hmm. you can try for yourself i always say this please don't take my word for this please don't take david's word for this or anybody's word for this you right. be the judge but i think that you owe this to yourself yes now that we are you know we're talking about extended reality you owe this to yourself to at least give it a try investigate now we start with meditation that's just taking control of the monkey brain that likes to cause chaos jumping from branch to branch once that is calm then comes the repetitive process with reverence and consecration that's silence and trust and then the gateway is open once the gateway is open it's like a crack in the dam water starts gently pouring out the crack expands and then the floodgates are open you gain access first little images come through then it becomes more detailed and more vivid so imagine somebody born with a defect in their ear or ears and then through some miracle of medical technology they put an 
electronic implant in that connects to the nerves and the mechanical part of the ear and voila the person hears for the very first time there are many videos of this beautiful event and what happens is the person breaks into tears getting that extra sense that extra um, modality of sensory perception is beautiful and overwhelming where they hear the voice of their baby for the first time or the voice of their spouse for the first time saying i love you and they hear it so expect overwhelming emotion that, oh my god i see i broke down into tears this was decades ago mm -hmm. don't be overwhelmed by the grace do not be afraid of the grace don't let the monkey brain take over once again you are safe you are powerful you are the one doing this and the one on the other side is the extended you. And the purpose is creating harmony in all levels of your being, from the divine to the physical. Equal co-creation, harmony. Monkey brain says the car is coming. You stop. Higher self says, don't do this. You listen. You smell smoke. You look for fire, right? Every part of you has a purpose. You're not suppressing anything. You're bringing everything to its honored place. So as a unit, as a whole, that infinite being and the, uh, and the physical representation are working together beautifully. Then you, tran you, you transcend the limitations of time and space. Then you see past, then you see future. You read energy. You become quote-unquote psychic. You're not becoming anything. Nothing is changing. It's all already here. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is removing the plugs, removing those barriers, those limitations of our society, of our education, of our religion that say you are small, you must bow down. I say to hell with that. Stand up, stand tall and in pride because you are a divine, infinite being. Accept that. And I know shedding chains could be painful. It could be traumatic. But do it. Oh, my God. Freedom is beautiful. You know, I'm listening to you and I'm resisting breaking out into applause at this point because what he just said essentializes the whole of esoteric science. You owe it to yourself because if you lost any kind of sight or hearing, you would do whatever it takes to regain that sense. You would go to whatever doctor and if I told you to dance around a fire for what, an hour, you would do it if you lost eyesight in one of your eyes. But you don't understand that you're blind. You guys, a lot of y'all are blind and y'all are actually missing a sense and y'all are okay with it to go year after year. Let me explain something to you. If all of us were um, inverted commas, I hate this term because it, it, it tends to suggest a special kind of person. If all of us were psychic, then we would get along a lot better because we'd know, we would just know how the other person is feeling what the other person is seeing, okay? But um, apparently that is not to be the case. So um, this sort of special title psychic, that could be applied to anybody. That would be your neighbor down the road. The guy that's eating potato crisps on the couch, he's a psychic too. He just doesn't know it. He is blind. He hasn't gotten the operation to restore his sight as yet. But you have a choice because you're listening to this. Go to the nearest hardware store or metaphysical supply shop. Get yourselves a candle. Start that process of regaining the sight you had because you had it when you came into this world. You had it as a child. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
You absolutely had sight when you were younger. Society told you to switch that shit off. That's what happened to you. And because you switched it off, it became weaker and weaker until such time as you lost a very important sense. You want to know, and there's another thing that you lost. You lost the sense of wonder. Yes. The, the childlike sense of wonder. You lost the sense of wonder. That is how gods die. When people stop worshiping them, when people stop giving them reverence, this is how they die. And so your sense of wonder went down the tubes, which reminds me of a biblical story about getting thrown out of the Garden of Eden. Hmm. It could be that your highest self, you, you, you who was listening to this broadcast got thrown out of the garden of your higher self. And what you have there is a fragmented piece of who you truly are. And so maybe you might want to climb that fence and get back into the garden of Eden. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Which would bring us to the third and final because we're only doing three of these because this show could go on for hours. And it is so enjoyable doing this. Yes, it is. This is fun because actually we get to help people, which is yes. good. Right? Yes. So the third thing is the concept of healing, healing sciences. Let me explain something to you guys. There are no such thing as special healers. No. You notice very well when you have your first child and that child falls down and gets an owie and bruises the knee. And in that instant, you pick up that child, you put your hand exactly where that child bruised that knee and tell a look into that child's eyes and you say, it's going to be okay, it's okay, it's okay. And you're feeling what that child is feeling and your full intent is to take away that child's pain. You know that you're a healer then. That is another sense that got locked off from you. You chose to give it away. So my question is, if you do that for your children, why do you think you can do that for yourself? I'm just, I'm just going to throw shit out there because I'm that guy. Okay, that throws shit out there. It, why can't you do it for yourself? Why do you outsource your healing all the time? Here's another idea that I could understand why you might want to outsource your healing because some people are um, refine the skill to a fine art. Okay. Good. That doesn't mean that you can't reach their level. Yes. Yeah, that does not mean that you listening to this broadcast can't reach their level. Nobody listening to this. Listen, if you are, you can get up right now from your couch where you are right now. You could sign up to medical university, do the work, sign up to medical university, right? You could go learn medicine. You could go learn internal medicine. You could specialize in gynecology. You could specialize in orthopedics. What, um, um, you could become a surgeon. Yeah, yeah. You could become a surgeon. And guess what? You can do the same thing on the esoteric side. There's no special healers anywhere. Agreed. Okay. Yes. Anybody can go learn Reiki. And what does Reiki teach you? Something you already know. I dislike it when it is that people say, I have a special energy that I would like to confer to you, but you got to pay me some money to get the special energy. And I'm like, is there some sort of source that's coming from somewhere? Because if you call it universal energy, then that means it's not special. I'm just, uh, I'm gonna throw that out there. Yep. That means it's not special. Now I understand that the time it takes to teach people hand positions and so on, absolutely you charge for that. But don't pretend that it's some sort of special healing energy that's coming from some special place. It is fraudulent. Reiki, universal energy. 
Okay? Rakuke thing. So there is that first thing. Um, the guy, for those of you who are listening, how do I develop the healing aspect of myself? How do I start by, by that? Well, uh, I'm going to actually go a little bit unorthodox here. I'm going to say pick up a book on anatomy and read it. I'm just going to say that. Just for the physical body alone. Pick up a book on anatomy and read it. Google a 10-minute video on how psychology works, your mind. Do these things. Just educate yourself a little bit. First of all, let's start with that. So you know, so you have an idea in your mind. You have a blueprint to, to work from. Google another 10-minute video. We have a lot of videos on UCM Network that speak about the divine aspects of mind, of man, the chakras and so on. Do that thing. Educate yourself. Get the blueprint inside yourself and say, right, I am going by the numbers. Because everything is a value of correspondences. One thing is reflected in from one realm into the another. An unhealthy mind full of grief, sadness, hatred, jealousy, and all those nasty stuff will never produce a healthy body. Vice versa, it will not produce a healthy body. And when I say healthy body, I don't mean like gym body type person. No, I mean just normal function, function. Okay, so what I'm talking about here is first educate yourself, see the blueprint. Don't operate in darkness saying, oh, this healing energy will just do what it needs to do. I have a problem with this because it says to you, it says to the person, the proponent who's using it, that I don't need to do anything. I don't need to make effort. I'll just buy this energy. I'll just use this energy and everything will be fine. No. You have a duty to educate yourself. What, what do you think you're here for? Why do you think you're listening to me? You have a duty to educate yourself. So pick up a book on anatomy. Pick up a book on how psychology works, the mind and so on. Pick up a book on spirituality, the divine bodies of man. Read or watch it on YouTube. Google it. Do whatever you need to do. Get, that, get an idea of the blueprint and start working by the numbers. And you say, today, I may not be in the best of health. But guess what? I'm starting by the numbers. I'm going to start with this and then that and then that and that. And as you start that little snowball that you have started towards being of healthy mind and sound mind and body, it starts to snowball. And then you start to understand that it actually is very easy to be a healer. Extremely. When you are finished with your journey, you want to know what that does? That makes you a little bit wiser. Now you can go help other people. Because you've dealt with the problem in yourself. You've gained the wisdom. Mm -hmm. You recognize the same problem occurring in a different individual. Through healing yourself, mm -hmm. you have earned the right of passage to heal that in others. And I love what you said, David. I, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you can probably see a theme developing in all our broadcasts that absolute emphasis on healing yourself and strengthening yourself. So you want to develop energetic healing. Can you do it? Well, yes, you're part of the human species. You can do it. How does it begin? It begins with meditation. Then you focus your consciousness on different aspects of that healing, different functions of your being. Maybe one is not functioning correctly. You bring it to balance, to peak performance. Strengthen yourself and then you can do this to others. 
for others and help them. You can teach them how to do it. It's like any other skill that you would acquire. You, you start as a novice, you take the mantle of apprenticeship, you work at it, and you get good at it. And then you get really good at it. You reach a certain point where you not you cannot it's not just restricted to the self you recognize the exact problem and the me mechanics of that problem in others you can assist them on their journey mm -hmm. everybody can learn it it is your birthright it is existing within everyone you just need to uncover it the same way that you would do connection to higher self the same thing that you would do uh, when you're reading akashic records or viewing the future, remote viewing. It's all the same thing. Starts with self-mastery, mm -hmm. discipline, and acceptance of the greater reality that we're not just physical. And this is what has been suppressed in our species through domination and control. You hear the ugly, disrespectful, rude term of sheeple, people who have become sheep. Mm -hmm. But I propose this, that if we are disconnected from the greatest part of ourselves and we behave like animals, then isn't that ugly analogy accurate? But we yeah. are so much more. We are developed, ascended beings experiencing a physical reality. Why not remember? Why not be all we are? I, I keep coming back to I really love what we do, and I'll tell you why. Because we're not advocating that you depend on anybody else except yourself we're giving you the tools to, uh, to, uh, to help you take responsibility for what goes on with you okay because you may not be able to trust us you may not be able to trust this guy or that guy but you can trust yourself i would hope yes and so what we're trying to do when we do these broadcasts is give you some sort of tool set that you can actually some sort of skills that you can actually apply that you want to actually get into this practice and it's not a practice because a lot of people seem to think that the whole of this esoteric thing is an optional thing and i tend to disagree you want to know what the option is living blindly and then dying one day that's what the option is that's what the option is you don't want to meditate you don't want to do any introspection. You don't want to do any kind of magical practice. You don't want to, you're not curious. You just want to wake up, drink coffee, go to your job, come back home, sit down and do nothing. And then the whole of life passes you by. Okay. Everything is, everything is a surprise to you. You get sick. Oh, why am I sick? Some debilitating disease comes to you. Oh, why is that there? And you have no clue because you didn't see it coming. Because you didn't see it coming. And that is living blindly. And that is the option that you have. You're listening to me right now. That's the option that you have. Or you can choose to live a different way. As opposed to tossed about like a boat without any oars on the ocean. And so I want to actually bring this to a close because I want to do tips and tricks three four and five actually yes yes where we talk about different aspects of esoterics but we hope i really hope that this show has been of use to you guys because we really are trying here to try to give you guys information as opposed to making you dependent on people or things or systems and so on and, and at the end 
And at the end of it all, you wouldn't need a whole bunch of stuff if you just actually stood up and did your own work. Yes. Okay. Yes. But we're here to remind you of that, which I'm sure will irritate a whole bunch of people. Yes. Right. We're just here to remind you that you guys got to get up and do your own work. I understand that some of you are uh, lack the confidence to start, but starting somewhere is better than going nowhere. And so with that, I'm going to pass it off to my host, Amir, you have the last word. Thank you so much, David. So, dear ladies and gentlemen, the gateway to enlightenment isn't external. Mm -hmm. It is all within you, already there, just waiting for you to knock on the door. Please leave the cave of physical reality. Come out into the glory of nature to see all the cosmos and all its domains and all its levels for its beauty and grace there's so much more than the mundane reality that we experience every day once you see you cannot unsee it is a self-sustaining journey that will give you health that will give you wisdom that will give you harmony of your entire being mm -hmm. and the steps that you are taking is just removing layers of illusion, removing boundaries of the mind and the higher self through meditative practice. And, and these methods are simple, but they are irrefutably powerful. And they start working very quickly. You owe this to yourself to be the unlimited, beautiful, divine creator being, that multidimensional entity that you are. We are more than just this physical body. Yes, we are. Just Take the first step. Yep. Thank you so much, Amir. We want to remind you guys, please join our UCM um, YouTube channel. Uh, we'll be opening up the gates to you guys to come and interact with us in our call-in shows very soon. We are just perfecting some of the technologies that we're going to be using in the call-in shows uh, because we don't want to do anything like unprofessional or anything like that. What we're going to be doing is making these calling shows useful. So let me tell you a little bit about what we have coming up. We're going to be doing calling shows so you guys can actually come and interact with us on a live basis. Yes. And these calling shows will have tools in them. So wherever we're, whatever we're doing, we're going to be trying to be helpful. So you guys can come in with your questions and your concerns and so on. And you can pick our brains. That will be myself. That will be Nicole DeCroche, who is a medium and a psychic. A uh, very good one, actually. And um, Amir. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be helping you guys as much as possible. So spread the word, guys, that we are here to assist you with whatever you guys need to know. We're collecting a army of light workers, professionals, um, magicians, and so on for this express purpose of giving you guys a reference library of people that you can actually go to for help that will not exploit you, extort you, or any of the above. So we're actually vetting people at this particular point in time because we want to provide you guys with the right kind of people to go to that can put, point you in the right direction. Because I know that when I was starting um, learning esoterics, I had to go through a whole bunch of crap, which I would really love to spare you guys from. So that's that. 
Otherwise, guys, if you have any suggestions or comments for Tips and Tricks show number three, please leave your comments in the comments below. And we will absolutely take your suggestions or email us at info at universalcitizentv.com. See you guys later. Thank you for listening and subscribing to our podcast. Universal Citizen Media is an open-door network of professionals bringing relevant content to inspired people. We exist for the promotion of wellness for the betterment of society, and we are a free and independent media group with zero affiliations to any political or religious agendas. If you want to know more, please join us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or in our private online community at community.universalcitizentv.com.